Have you ever wondered how psychics run their businesses? Have you ever wondered how psychics figure out what their abilities are and how they can make a living at providing services for people out there in the world? Today, in this 30-minute episode, we're going to be sharing a lot about Gail Cerna, Psychic Medium. That's right. This is episode number 15 of season three. I hope you enjoy. This show is a labor of love. I get so excited to share other perspectives, other voices here on the show. The following interview was conducted on video and it is going to be released on YouTube soon, but I thought I would give you guys a sneak listen to this conversation with a psychic medium that's in my area. We are talking about business, we're talking about intuition, and we are both hoping that our conversation will resonate with you and bring you a little bit of light into your life. I hope you're safe, I hope you're healthy. I hope you keep coming back to the show. We are nearing the end of season three right now. I'm really excited for season four that's gonna be starting soon. We're gonna be getting really deep into meditation and energy talk. Please feel free to go ahead and look around in the archives here for all sorts of other episodes from funny to serious to fantastic interviews with authors, musicians, doctors. And there are a couple of episodes in here in the past with Gail as well. I'll go ahead and I'll put some links in the show notes for you guys so you can find her and you can find our other conversations. Thanks for being here. Hello, you guys. Hi, I'm so excited that you are here. I am Maria. This is the Strong Body, Strong Soul show right here. And one of my favorite guests on the podcast in the past has been a beautiful psychic medium. Her name is Gail Cerna. And I've invited her here right now to have a conversation with the quarantine and pandemic. Business is changing. But I want to talk to her about how she works her business, and then we're going to get into some of her psychic intuition and insights that she might have for us as well. So I want to welcome Gail Cerna. Thank you for having me. I'm doing well under the circumstances. I can't complain. How about you? I'm I'm great. Now, you, you have a house full of family members right now as well, right? Yes, my, my two college-age kids are home. Um, they were pretty devastated when they got the order to move out of their dorms and, and come home. And right, my husband's working right. from home also, and so am I. So wow. uh, we are definitely all under the same roof. Well, I'm so interested to talk to you because obviously I so appreciate you taking the time. I know you're busy, and I know a lot of your business is connecting with clients through technology like this, even though it's a spiritual nature. And so I was curious if you would explain to everyone, because there might be people out there that might be able to use some of the tools that you've discovered and how to work that kind of business in 
when you do have a house full of people, how does that work? Do they walk in on you? How do you organize your time too? So, so first of all, you. what platforms are you most comfortable with? Just, I use Zoom, just okay. like we're on right now. I can also use the phone if someone's not comfortable with Zoom. Uh, Zoom does allow you to have a recording and it's free for the customer to download. So it's like my office. I, I really consider Zoom to be my office. Okay. And um, if I'm in a session with someone, I just let my family know, you know, not to disturb me. I have my own office space. So my husband's office is in a different part of the house. My kids are using their bedrooms. Um, so it's great. This is my little sanctuary. And That's this is wonderful. where I hold all my client sessions. That's wonderful. That, and you're able to work with clients and you have been for a long time in different states. Um, do you go outside of the borders of the U.S.? I do as long as the customer speaks really good English and is comfortable paying our currency. Because okay. a lot of the times um, it's more expensive for them to have a reading with an American versus maybe somebody that's local to them. So I let them make the decision, but I definitely have had people um, come see me from Canada. I've had a couple from England, Australia, so. Fantastic. Now, what kind of payment method have you had the best luck with? Oh, so I have an online store, and if people want to have a reading, they just go straight to my website and go to my offerings, which is what I consider to be my online store. And my sessions work by time. So it depends on how much time somebody wants to spend with me and the nature of the issues that they're trying to gain clarity on. Okay, but are they using PayPal or Venmo? or, or PayPal. PayPal, okay. And through PayPal, even if somebody is international, it converts the currency to US for us? Yes, and you can also use a credit card. Okay, okay, fantastic, fantastic. So you have, have you ever had problems with Zoom bombers? Let me ask you that first, because that's a big thing that's happening right now. The Zoom platform itself is getting overrun with so much activity. Have you noticed any difference lately? Luckily, I haven't experienced that problem. My kids use Zoom for their college and they haven't had any problems. Uh, I have my own account. I believe there's different protocols in place that Zoom is instituted now, and I even updated the latest version of Zoom. So okay. I think they're maybe ahead of the curve on that now. Well, how long are your sessions normally? Do you have to pay for a Zoom account, or are you able to operate within the free program? Oh, I treat Zoom like I would if I rented an office space. Okay. So I actually pay for my Zoom account, so time okay. is no limit. Interesting, interesting. I actually was talking to somebody earlier today, and they were saying that, unfortunately, some of the paid accounts are getting more targeted, I guess. And oh. instead of the, the individuals, I don't know why, maybe they feel like there's more gold to get there, whatever the hackers are looking for. Because my daughter with her school, they did get Zoom bombed the other day. Wow. Somebody came into their classroom and I felt so bad for the teacher because the teachers are doing such an amazing job yeah. trying to switch the learning to this online technology. Huh. And so 
they'll they'll figure it out it's getting better the the security measures that they're putting in place but right. let me ask you about the recording that you just mentioned because i talked to a, um, somebody the other day and they were saying they don't record their calls but for your purposes obviously for a psychic reading a lot of times people do want that audio so they can hear it later right well yeah and it's recorded in the iCloud um so it's easy to email someone the link it's not a problem uh-huh okay perfect perfect now so if someone were to contact you for a reading what does that entail i know you said it could be different time periods what's the shortest one you have to offer um so the way uh, i use all my spiritual tools in a reading and it really depends on what the needs of the client are what i do decide to use or what um, intuitive senses I might um, offer up in a reading based on the client's needs. But I have a single subject 20 minute reading, which is good for one question that you need clarity on within your life. I have a half hour session, an hour session, and a four hour session. Oh, wow. And also on my online stores, Intuition Development 101 and 102, which are five week classes that I teach to help oh. you develop your own intuition. Wow, so when you record, those are pre-recorded sessions that people can purchase. The classes aren't pre-recorded. Um, oh. I'm teaching live and I'm oh. also, the sessions are live, but I press the record button. Okay, okay, I see. So do you have one coming up soon? I do. I have Intuition Development 101 is scheduled at the end of April. And if you go to my website, you'll see the dates and times. Um, it's at the end of April on a Saturday, I think, at like 10 a.m. But I'm flexible on that. And uh, I also send people all the coursework and the syllabus that they need for each week before the class starts. Okay. And then how does that work as far as on a Zoom call, for instance, you're on the screen and then the participants are there as well and can they participate and ask questions through zoom is that how that works it's the same format as you and i are having right now okay uh-huh so everybody's on there so they can use the chat or speak that's fantastic i know you and i have had so much fun in the past on the podcast having interviews about the angel readings, angel cards. And like you said, I understand it's, those are tools and it depends what you're feeling about the client, what they need. I just want to also say how much I appreciate you, Gail, for coming to the networking meeting, by the way, that was a couple of months ago now. And you were able to speak to a business group about using their intuition in business. And I'd like to ask you if you could give us just a couple of highlights from what you would say to people out there in business at this time. How can they use their intuition the best? How can it serve them the best in this period of time? So um, we, our God-given tool was really our intuition. And a lot of people uh, feel they can't hear their own guidance. And generally it's because they're so in their left brain thinking with their thoughts that are just always going. So the first thing I would tell anybody is to take a breath and try to focus on something else other than the thoughts 
to get yourself over to the right brain, which is where your intuition lies. Being out in nature is another really good way to stop the, the negative thoughts from streaming in. So that's the first thing. And if you're, if you're wanting to use your own intuition for any decision you might have, let's say about working with another client, um, should you take that client as an example, you, you can quiet your mind by taking the, like a yoga breath in through the nose and out through the mouth. And then once you've quieted the mind, um, ask for an awareness of your, your intuitive guidance to come through. Imagine yourself with a beautiful pink sea of love around you. And then just see what happens when you pose that question, should I work with this client? How do you feel about that? What's happening in your stomach? Are you super, super anxious? Do you have a sense of calm about you? So if you have a sense of calm about you, that's your intuitive sense of feeling telling you that you can go forward and work with that client. If you have a sense of anxiety about you, that's saying, well, more research needs to be done before you sign on the dotted line with that contract, let's say. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. You know, also, can I add to that? Just because I think we're going through, obviously, a hard time right now with the pandemic. We don't know what's happening. So I want to bring it into this situation a little bit, too, in terms of trust. Because if you say no to that client, that you don't have a good feeling about, like you were just saying, I think it's so important to know that by saying no, you are opening your time and space for the right client to come in. So that's mm -hmm. that end result of making room for the right person is so important, I think. Correct. And, and by really paying attention to your, your gut, um, your other brain centers would be your heart, your third eye, and then up in your head with all those anxious thoughts, you could really start to sense and know what feels right to you versus what doesn't feel right to you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Gail, for taking the time to talk with us. And you guys really, I've had a couple of readings with Gail. I've spent some time personally with her for myself. And she's amazing. I highly recommend her. And in a business setting, she was so impressive, really. So I would say, please, Gail, what is your website again? What is that for people? It's soulscollective.com, S-O-U-L-S-C-O-L-L-E-C-T-I-V-E.com. Beautiful. I'll go ahead and make sure to put that in the show notes here. I'm also going to put a link to the podcast episodes where you were a guest on the show because people might be really interested in that where we were talking about energy in those conversations. And I really encourage all of you guys out there to contact Gail if you're interested in pursuing this line of inquiry for yourself. Thank you, Gail. Thank you for having me, Maria. Bless you. <laughs> Okay, you guys, I can't stand it. You're in for such a treat. I am going to go ahead and share with you one of the 
older interviews that I had with Gail talking about how she realized that she was a psychic medium at all. It's pretty cool, pretty fascinating. I hope you have fun listening. Here we go. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in here to the show today. I am so excited. I am sitting here with my friend, Gail Cerna. She is a psychic medium. And today, we're going to be discussing how she found out she was a psychic medium and what steps she went through and what the different kinds of psychics are that are out there in the world it's so fascinating. She is so gifted. I'm so grateful to you, Gail. Thank you for joining me today. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having me, Maria. What did you want to talk about first on this? Well, how did you realize that you were a psychic? Okay. so Let's start there. Okay. Thank you. Um, so gr- growing up, I uh, grew up in a, like a Jewish household, but we were agnostic, which means no belief in God. And I always grew up kind of anxious and knew that didn't fit well with with me. So I've been interested in different aspects of spirituality at a young age. And then in my mid-20s, my dad unfortunately committed suicide. And I went to a psychic medium. My good friend who was spiritually based told me about this lady. And I met with her three times. But the first session we ever had she brought through evidence and I knew that my dad was with us and then the message and it was so healing. I physically felt energy leave my back that had been trapped there and it was more healing than any traditional therapy I'd gone through previously that I was hooked after the the first session with that lady and then I just started to really um, investigate and learn about uh, what my own spirituality meant to me through a series of classes, a meditation group back in the day that I joined where I met you, Maria, Mm -hmm. and went religiously. And it was really meditation that opened me up psychically. And then from there, I just started practicing in different evidential circles. So I'm what's called a psychic medium, and I'm also considered an evidential medium. So I really try to bring through evidence so people have an understanding that I'm talking to their deceased loved one on the other side. And a lot of the readings I do deal with happen to be people who have lost loved ones to suicide, unfortunately. Just bringing them closure, helping them to process their grief, and move out the other side towards joy. Now, what kind of, what does evidence, bringing forth evidence, what does that mean? So when you're in a reading and you're connecting to the deceased loved one, I'm going to try to give you specifics like the name, how they died, maybe the age that they died, what their interests and hobbies were. Maybe an animal might come through, like the type of dog, the car they drove, Um, different things that they had in their house. Maybe the deceased person will show me uh, what their house looked like or if they were um, like Grandma Jean and she liked to cook, she might show me her kitchen. (laughs) So different different things that you know um, that the deceased person is is present. And then from there, the message. And do you actually see the deceased person? So everyone has different psychic properties. And the way it comes through for me, 
Uh, we have the seven properties match your physical senses here on earth. Um, but the way it comes through for me is I'm called clairaudient. So I'll hear ah. spirit coming through and I'll see it in my third eye, not outside of myself. There are some psychics that do, but I see it in my third eye. And then it, um, my other psychic property that's strong is my psychic knowing. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I process the information. It's like being on a different vibration. And it's training your brain to uh, be able to be in that vibration and working with spirit guides and your spirit support team as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so fascinating because I think that authenticity comes through. And the when inner integrity is important. Yeah, yeah. I think that anybody who speaks to you can feel it. You're surprised by the information yes. <laughs> that comes through sometimes. Yes. You're like, oh, well, I don't know what this means, but this is what I'm seeing or hearing. And you share it with people, and they'll be like, oh, oh. And then the person you're speaking to knows what it means for them. Correct. It's so fascinating. It's not about what it means to exactly. me. It has to resonate with the client. Yes, right. yes. That's so fascinating. Now, how long after your dad passed away, did you see this? You went through therapy first, and then, like, for, was it several years before you figured this out? Oh, so I had been going through therapy on and off, and then I started therapy up again when he died. But I actually reached out to the psychic medium pretty quickly after his death. Okay. Um, to just wanting some kind of closure or some semblance as to why he committed suicide. Mm-hmm. Because it was a surprise to our family. Mm-hmm. And he'd left a note, but it was more that he loved us is what he wrote in the note. And it didn't really explain why he mm-hmm. committed suicide. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was... That was really helpful because she brought through that message. So um, after that meeting with her was when I started to dive into just reading books. I started with a lot of Hay House authors. Mm -hmm. Um, One of them notably was Wayne Dyer. Mm -hmm. And he was the first metaphysical author. And then I saw him subsequently on PBS and I was home. My husband took my older daughter to relatives and it was raining and I was home with my youngest who was sick. I just happened to be surfing and I saw Wayne Dyer speaking on PBS randomly. I'm like, who's he? He was so interesting to me. Somebody else at, at work, a co-worker told me about him. I'm like, okay, I had to go to the bookstore and get his uh-huh, book. So uh-huh. I did. And then the second author that I was drawn to was Doreen Virtue um, through Hay House also. Mm-hmm. And started reading a lot of her books about like what earth angels and light workers were. And I'm like, Oh, those totally describe me. Uh-huh. It just, it hit me like with a ton of bricks. And then, um, I found a psychic mentor to work with and she had like a evidential circle uh-huh. that I attended and that was the start of it. And then from there, I just found other classes that resonated with me in the area and, there's Harmony Grove Spiritualist Association in San Diego, and I've taken some classes through their reverends. And uh-huh. on and Very on it cool. goes. <laughs> Oops, there goes the phone. It's okay. <laughs> we'll ignore it right mm-hmm. now. It's a message. <laughs> yeah, we'll ignore it. Now, you said that the meditation, the chakra meditation yes. that you and I met through was instrumental. Now, how, do you find that the energy itself, the chakra energy, 
do you feel it differently? It affected your psychic abilities or did it give you more confidence to go in that direction? Or how would you explain it? Oh, wonderful way that you put that, Maria. So the the chakra Diana meditation where I met Maria back in 2009, I'd go every week and there was a facilitator there who taught us the special meditation um, to align our chakras and help the for the uh, life force chi energy or kundalini energy rise where maybe it was dormant in your body. And she helped uh, helped you to make sure your chakras were running correctly and um, operating in the manner that they're meant to. And these were the seven earthbound chakras in the energy center where you can't see, but you have to have faith and know that they're there. So working with this special meditation um, where we would visualize the lotus flower, the corresponding color, then chanting. Chanting is the key. These special, um, these special like um, symbols that were from Tibetan monks, I guess. India. India mm-hmm. that were passed down to us um, were so powerful because it would it would change the focus of my brain from thinking my negative traditional thoughts that were streaming through put it on something else and it was through this ability to be able to switch my focus to something else that I was able to tune into my psychic awareness and my psychic receptors is what I call them or the seven senses or psychic senses so yes this special meditation that we did is really what opened up my psychic ability Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, it's interesting because you said Tibet and it's India, India, but it goes to the whole point of what I talk about here on my show all the time. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter <laughs> whether it came from Russia or Japan. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. I think those symbols and even the very nature of the chanting itself, those sounds that we're making don't mean anything. The vibration is the thing that triggers correct. it. That's exactly and so it, that why, that's why it's so beautiful. I love it so much because it doesn't matter what religion. It's not a religion. No. It's, it's your energy. It's, it's pure energy. It's pure energy. Mm-hmm. It's just fascinating. It's fascinating. But I, I'm laughing because at the very beginning of this interview, you said that you started religiously going to Alina's <laughs> class. <laughs> And it's so funny because the human language, we interchange these words all the time. And so often, right? So often people are asking me, what's the difference between religion and spirituality? And there's a big difference. But there are different components of each that have such beautiful tools in them. Religion is definitely. Well, I wouldn't even more disciplined kind of. If you're if you're gonna talk about you went religiously to class, that means you went every Tuesday night. It's so funny. It's so funny. But um, thank you so very much for spending a few minutes of time with us. So great to hear you explain this stuff. If anybody has any questions at all, please feel free to message into this station. Or Gail, where can people find you? Because you work with clients all over the country, all over the, not outside the U.S. yet, but you could. But um, she's amazing. in the country, yeah. You don't even have to be in the service area I'm in because it's online is fine. It's www.gail, G-A-I-L-S-E-R-N-A.com. 
and I am teaching a psychic development class right now to help you open up your own psychic senses. And it's uh, four hours of instruction where we meet once a week. I'll teach one person. I'll teach to a group of people online or in person. It doesn't matter to me. And you will see the information on my online store. So when you go to my online store, if you'd like to do the class, please pay me first and we will schedule the dates. And it just brings me so much joy. I just finished a class with one student and she loved it. Nice. And so did I. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, and with anything, I think the more we teach, the more we learn. Yes. I think it's such a beautiful use of energy. It's amazing. And um, you're such a light in the world. It's just oh, great. It's just great. You are too, Maria. It's just, it's amazing. Now, um, we'll talk another time about your relationship with angels because that's a whole other area that's really exciting. Yay. If you guys, yeah, if you guys go to Gail's Facebook page or her website, you'll see she has a gift with angels as well. Oh, we'll do the cards too. Yes, we'll do we'll do that. Okay. Yes, we'll have a whole angel um we'll do like episode another readings. time. <laughs> so thank you, thank you Gail. Thank you listeners for stopping in and I will talk to you soon. Oh, that was so I am so passionate about sharing positive energy out here in the world. I want to thank Gail Cerna once again for joining me on the show here. I want to thank you for trusting me with some of your time. I want to remind you that if you would like, you can go ahead and leave a review on the Apple Podcast platform, five stars, and a review might help other people find the show here. I also, like I mentioned at the beginning, want to remind you that we will be getting into more meditation in season four that's going to begin very soon here on the Strong Body, Strong Soul Show. And if you like meditation and you want to learn more about it, there are lots of episodes here on the show in the past couple of seasons. A little chanting, instruction, a little sleep meditation, a little activating your energy meditation. Go ahead and search and enjoy. If you would like to join me for some live meditation that I'm starting to offer on the Facebook page, Strong Body, Strong Soul, I'm starting a private group over there called Meditation with Maria so that we can do live meditations together. If you are interested, go ahead and find me over there. Go ahead and reach out to me by calling in here to the show if you're an Anchor user or sending me an email at strongbodystrongsoul at gmail.com. I'm happy to take any questions, comments, or inquiries if you'd like to collaborate in some way or be a guest on the show here. Be safe. Be blessed. And tell a friend about the show. I love you. I'll talk to you soon.